My name is Stuart Benjamin. I was the executive producer of La Bamba. Uh, Lou Diamond Phillips. I, I played Richie. Isai Morales. I played the dark side of Richie, Bob Morales. I'm Luis Valdez. I was the writer-director on the project. saw this in New York with a bunch of uh, friends and uh, there was this great look of disappointment over their face when they saw the beginning of this because they thought oh no you know they, they shot it in 16 or it's really grainy you know and his poor Lou <laughs> he, thought, he thought this was his big break and look it's kind of a cheap looking movie that was a uh, uh, artistic decision that we made to make it seem as if it's a dream very effective I think. well my friends weren't all that sophisticated mm. <laughs> The score, really, just great choice. I need to mention that the kid in this scene, the basketball player, the chubby, overweight kid, is uh, my son, Kinan, actually, who is now a film director, fledging film director in his own right. I've run into so many people, especially now since I live in the Valley, uh, run into so many people who claim to have gone to school with Richie, claim to have gone to Pacoima, and to have been there. Oh, and that's a nice shot of two models. On that day. <laughs> Richie, time to get up. <coughs> Most of this stuff was shot in your own hometown. Old hometown, huh? Actually, in my area, up around Hollister. It's what's left of the vineyards of Northern California. I mean, the orchards of Northern California. We ate so many apricots. I got the runs this week. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> Between takes, hey, have another apricot. Now we got Bo Diddley to come in and uh, re-record this song that he had done 20 years earlier. And the night that we did it, Nobody was supposed to know that we were doing it. We just were in a recording studio in Hollywood somewhere, and it was felt like everybody in the city of Los Angeles knew he was going to be there and showed up to watch. Yeah, I remember David Lynch was there. Uh, David Lynch was there. In the listening wow. Actually, the lyrics of this song, the rattlesnake, mm. fit perfectly. Now, I had never ridden a motorcycle before this film with any... Uh, but that was a crane, I believe, that they were pulling us so I couldn't really move around. But uh, yeah, that was real. For the record, that's a 68 Sportster doctored up to look like a 47 Indian. Right, wasn't that it, the 48? Actually, it's a Hardly Davidson. Yeah, Sportster. Yeah, Hardly. Oh, Hardly. <laughs> uh, hardly Davidson, yeah, Indian. Always amazes me because the a lot of the extras in this scene and a lot of them that you see throughout the film are actually Richie's real family. Yeah. His sister Connie, sister Irma, their children. Let's spot them out when they come up. Mm. And actually, your mother-in-law, right, Louise? Yeah, you'll see her. I'll point her out, and uh, my family. Actually, this is Hollywood nepotism, you know. At, uh, most <laughs> at basic its level. Best. Uh, but it fit the movie. I mean, it was a real family movie. Exactly. Richie's family was around, your family Absolutely. was around, we Danny's family. <laughs> I have to say, though, that the little gesture of the head going up, that I got from the real Bob Morales, who I have to credit, you know, without his uh, acquaintance and friendship, I don't think I would have been as, uh, how should I say, into the role or... 100% accurate. Yeah, I mean, he, 
his spirit really, really permeated. You captured him, man. 100% you captured him. I, I remember the first time I ever saw Bob was at the screen test, and, and he stepped out of the car, took off his shades just like that, and gave me that, that head gesture. That little nod, that little uh -huh. proud, like, what's up? Yeah. I mean, there's just something about that. You know? Still the same to this day. Yeah. He's the coolest guy when he walked into the office. He's like 49 at the time. Big gray mustache, salt and pepper hair. Every woman in the office was just running around like crazy. <laughs> the man was liquid sex, you know. Yeah, he was. He was muy macho. No. So, Mr. Big Shot, you finally showed up, eh? Hey, I'm lucky you even found this place. And to see the Big Hair Chronicles <laughs> coming up. So why did you wait a year to join them? There's the look. <laughs> I, I went to high school with Elizabeth Pena, so she's a buddy of mine. We ran up this damn hill so many times. times. <laughs> <laughs> Our legs were like lead by the end of the day. I don't know how many angles we are. You know, unfortunately, this pristine view of California is rapidly disappearing because of subdivisions. We caught it just in time. They're already uh, developing all that? Absolutely. There's a lot of houses in there now. Ooh. At the time, I was thinking, what old-time boxers could I come up with? Because mm. that wasn't necessarily in the, in the script. <laughs> the time Richie was growing up, there were about one-third as many people in California as there are now. Wow. Maybe around 10 million in the whole state. So, what was it like inside, huh? Hey, man, the joint is the joint. Why didn't you come home after you got out? We haven't had I told Bob when I first met him that I was going to turn him into a hero. A dreamer, man. <laughs> My dreams are pure rock and roll. I would have told Richie the same thing, but I didn't meet him. <laughs> yeah, he went around. It was interesting. when we, uh, we spent lots and lots of time with the family before they gave us the rights to do this having to assure them that, you know, Richie was their star, Richie was their light, and uh, we really had to give them assurances that uh, we would portray, portray Richie in the right light. Little kid with a fan, there's uh, one of my boys, that's Lakeen, my youngest. We weren't supposed to be naked in these uh, showers, we had nude-colored underwear, and then, uh, Luis, I remember you talked me out of mine so that you could talk Elizabeth out of hers. Elizabeth did not want to uh, be exposed, yes. And yet she peeked through the little corrugated tin at me, she told me the next day. <laughs> Mom, what the hell are you doing here? We came to work. Well, I came to take you out she's of this just, I just know her since high school, and she's just extremely funny. But here, here's my mom. I mean, I have to say, we got so much strength from Rosanna in this. Unbelievable. Rosanna was great. You know, I was looking for a woman that was more like the real kind, a little more overweight. But when I read Patty DuPont in New York, I said, this is Rosanna de Soto. Yeah. <laughs> Whom I've known since 1968. What's going on? Oh, the lady with the harmonicas, my mother-in-law, now deceased. 
you were saying, Isai, about what? It's just a family movie, and this is exactly how you start one. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong here. It's, you know. Now, I, I had never held a guitar before in my life, before this film, and, and I had to take uh, guitar lessons three or four times a day. A guy named Jim Fox was uh, my guitar instructor, and every He's going to appreciate you. <laughs> I tell you, man. Hi, Jim. A big hello out to Jim Fox. Yeah. <laughs> he was cool. At the time, I remember my shoes did not fit, and I somehow transferred that energy into... <laughs> it's like, oh, you know. Because the audience doesn't know what you're really moaning about. You know? She's my friend. I mean, I would never... I recall it was a chilly night. It was, it was hard to play heat in, in, uh, in the cold. Especially getting spritzed like that. Look at her. She's so sexy. I could be tender. You coming, Richie? No, I think I'll wait. I remember you kept making a big deal, Isai, about the fact that the that the real Richie and and Rosie never really had that kind of, you know, puppy love. That's right, and I just felt kind of guilty because. Yeah, but I I think the you did you create that love triangle, Luis? Well, it had to be. It had to yeah. be in order to be able to create the. Uh, the movie. Yeah. You have to, that's something that a lot of people don't understand about biographies. You have to dramatize. But I did it with Rosie's permission. Yeah. This uh, is when Prince was really hot, by the way. <laughs> that explains the hair, yeah? Well, the motorcycle and the hair and the leather. Actually, this brother thing is really uh, my relationship with one of my brothers, and uh, we had a triangle going with the girl, so that's uh -huh. why it translated. It's always, it's very tense. Well, it, it set up a really... Quick rivalry and shorthand, I think, that everybody could relate to. Mm -hmm. And this scene is proof that sex does not cure pimples. But that's another <laughs> story. I should ask you. Oh, I thought that was like a Marilyn Monroe beauty mark you had going there, man. Was that me? Would you guys? Thought you changed. That's you know that's the real Connie and Irma in the background there on the left, and mm -hmm. uh, Richie's real sisters, and and them watching us drive away. I remember them saying, you know, that's our life, that's us. On, Look at how much like a real homeboy in the <laughs> '90s you look. I think this is as much as exists of the uh, Mexican American grapes of wrath, you know, the yeah. images as they go. But this is the '50s equivalent. This is Steinbeck in the '50s. Tortilla flats. That's it. With a bit of urban reality. Now here's a look that says, you want to trade daddies? <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> this is Tony Gennaro. You made him do that so many times. <laughs> you tortured him. He was. Uh, it must have been 20-something takes. And this is uh, Pacoima. The soundtrack, again, just keeps me hopping. Yeah. It's funny because this basement is actually in a studio, and we shot the uh, exterior and the interior in two different places. Yeah, it was SNA Studios, uh, the old Chaplin studio. Movie magic. In Hollywood. Yeah, that actually leads nowhere that she's yelling into. Richie, your breakfast is on the 
table. I'm off to work, eh? And don't get school today. Thanks, Mom. It was a great backyard, though. It had a lot of reality, you know. Yeah. And that's the Palace de Morales right there. <laughs> now, this part was actually shot in Fillmore? It was shot in Fillmore, yeah, in a neighborhood. And and Bob, the real Bob at the time, was living in a trailer with his wife, Joni, at the time we were shooting the movie. Morning, Rosie. You know, I just unpacked a box in my garage and came across that jacket. I still have a lot of the uh, the clothes. Yeah, I got the La Bamba jacket. Yeah. They wanted it for the Smithsonian at one point. I was like, oh, and I don't think I let it go. And I was <laughs> like, uh. Bob come in last night? He doesn't spend much time at home, does he? You do. Is Richie making what we now call a wrap? Mm. <laughs> yeah, well. I think that was I breakfast mean. at the time. We had a lot of breakfast burritos <laughs> yeah. during the shoot. <laughs> And that's the actual uh, San Fernando High School that Richie attended. That's his buddy, right? Oh, that's a teacher. Danielle! I love Danielle. She's a real sweetheart. She's wonderful. I haven't seen her in a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking for a real sort of down-home, all-American girl look, and I think Danielle really captured that. We were talking earlier about how uh, I got to kiss any number of lovely young actresses now. Uh, Helen Hunt came in. Laura Dern came in. A couple of people came in uh, for Donna. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, man. Dude. I'll tell you a funny story, though. Preparing for the role, I was eating a little more than usual, drinking a little more, and actually started smoking some cigarettes and just getting into that. (laughs) And I took Danielle out one night. We went to Do I want to hear this? I (laughs) I took her out, and I, I never got far from the car she actually went to the club without me because i was so sick i was <laughs> i was throwing up it was just terrible it was that's quite romantic man you're i you know but that's why she'll always have a special place in my heart because she was such a doll she was very sweet and she just like you know watched over me as i was gone she's now a mother of two god bless her yeah god bless her and you're father of two i am a father of two 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 separate children from danielle's but uh <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's been a while. Twin lovelies. Bye. Yeah. Bye. I love this scene. Yeah. I just feel like a little high school kid. Not even you run. Who doesn't That's do really that sweet. after they like? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh. And here's Mike Moroff. For legal purposes, I cannot say what was in that stash <laughs> that I brought up. I was walking through an airport in Denver. Uh, making a connection once, and, and I heard this voice behind me go, Lou. And I, you know, I didn't want to turn around. I was just, you know, trying to make my connection. And I, Lou, Lou. And then finally, this big, huge hand grabs me, turns me around, and it's Mike Moroff. Wow. <laughs> By the way, actually, that was oregano, I do believe. I was an oregano importer. He, he really loves uh, Italian food. <laughs> and here's Richie's little speaker. I still have that guitar. That guitar is sitting next to my desk at home. Yeah, this used amp that Richie had was uh, a vivid memory of uh, of the guy that uh, that plays the leader of the band here, guy on the saxophone. John Rocha. Yeah. Eddie Frias. What? That's Eddie, right? Yeah, that's Eddie. The actor Eddie. Yeah. Yes. 
That's Jeff. Rivas. Jeff Rivas. Jeff Rivas. He's so good in this. I tell him, you're such a good jerk. That people tell me that all the time. I get a chance to tell him. That was like a moment of inspiration that you had, Luis, because he wasn't supposed to. I mean, you, you had recorded, uh, I think it was uh, Cesar from Los Lobos had recorded his vocals. But then you said, no, wait a second, you go ahead and sing to playback. Oh, yeah. And he was totally unprepared for that. Well, we were filming that way, right, doing real uh, lip syncing. And, and actually, it was so terrible, it was great. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, I remember, this was the day that Richie's aunt, and I'm, I'm not, I can't remember her name, but she saw us filming that, and, it's, and, and that's the day that I got the blessing, where she said, that's Richie. Yeah. That <laughs> was this scene. Of course, the group, the Silhouettes, really was multicultural like that. I mean, yeah. there was a Japanese-American guy, an African-American guy, and uh, I mean, it was a whole mixture, which was great. It's funny, because as far as the, the mannerisms and, the, and his rock and roll persona, the only thing we had was, what, Go Johnny Go and the kinescope from uh, American Bandstand. And and he was so nervous, I think, in both of those that... that you, you didn't get a real sort of, you know, concert feel from him. So be, I had being 17 years old, he was yeah. still, like, uh, imitating okay, guys, everybody else. This is my favorite scene, guys. You're brilliant in this, man. <laughs> it's just so much fun. We had so much fun. And what was it we were smoking? Like, lettuce? Oregano. oregano. <laughs> Turkish oregano. You don't know how many people say that to me. They go, hey, put a little more time. <laughs> Now Mike is great. When she goes, come on, let's go. He's like, where? <laughs> this is the best reading. <laughs> oh, come on, baby. Oh, come here, babe. I'm only joking. <laughs> Lily, come on, open the door. I'm sorry. Just go away. <laughs> you know what? Let's get going. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you know how many guys I've seen be in that mood? Hey, Rosie, come on! That's a little out with the old ladies. Hey, no, 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 no. I know what's happening. Yeah, this is old Bob's cantankerous, man. That was good. Yeah. I think you captured O'Bob. I think remember Connie saying that you looked exactly like the real Bob at that age. Absolutely. I think I behaved is more like. <laughs> Come on, Rosie. Open the door. Oh, man. I said open the door, goddammit. Stop it. I'm trying to get to the I broke a bathroom door. Somebody reminded me of this scene. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if you recall, we shot the whole uh, charge into the bedroom, you know, just didn't use it because Les was definitely more in the yeah. scene. <laughs> Bam! Okay, you you asked for it, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, oh no, he's going to whip her with his shirt. This is horrible. Our first gig next Friday night. Let me see if you're ready by then, okay? Right. See, the key for me to for this was to be darker, heavier. Bad. Rosie, are you okay? I had saccharin injections, didn't I? <laughs> so sweet. 
He used to rub me down with syrup before every take. The contrast work. You were just a fresh kid out of Texas, man. Oh, I mean, you say. I, you know, that, that was the key for me, man, is that, you know, I mean, I was playing, playing a guy whose dreams were coming true and, you know, getting his big break, and, and uh, you know, so it was... That was you, too. That was me. That's yeah. all I had to, you know, tap into. Exactly. Oh, here's another great reading. Here's another one. The silhouettes. Yeah, yeah great, Papa. I'm in the silhouettes. Really, Mijo? Oh, Richie. That's wonderful. It's wonderful. Uh, by the way. Who's the silhouettes? <laughs> this is not like I expected. You are not like I expected. I don't have a life here. Good thing we got you a brown bodysuit, oh Isai. That, yeah. That, that, yeah. You know, buff you up like a little bit. It did look good. <laughs> yeah, my belly is what was really buff and <laughs> sticking up. Here's my sensitivity. I'm pregnant. I left that little jerk in. It's mm. good. It works. What'd you call it? <laughs> She's pregnant. Well, aren't you going to say anything? What was there to say? not my first I was just kidding but see she didn't realize that <laughs> that's why that little smirk you know like I just wish she look. throws something and almost hits the camera I no I swear I was so afraid I was like holy moly she's gonna hit me for yeah. real <laughs> wait I think she did hit the camera or <laughs> <laughs> she hit the camera assistant yeah. it was Vance <laughs> now how Vance many went. men can say they identify with those moments that <laughs> they're being thrown. <laughs> a great line of intellect that he says, is it my fault you got pregnant? <laughs> oh, looping. It was the first time I ever looped, and I, I look back on some of my loops now, and I go, oh, God. Looping is where you record. Yeah, replace the dialogue that was there. Oh, this is uh, Donna's house, yeah. In case some of these film students haven't been doing their homework. kid on the block. Poor little rich girl. Not rich. Right. You had your eyes on that house, didn't you? Yeah, man. That's my dad. The old golden Cadillac. That's a great uh, prop car. It Listen, says a lot, too. The golden Cadillac. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Daddy. And to all the, the, the cars and the clothes, I mean, just everything. The whole production design was so wonderful. Yeah. yeah. It's a golden Cadillac, but it's not like prominent. It's real subtle, you know. It's, oh, it's, it's nice. subtle enough, yeah. Garage party? Yeah, yeah. It's my big debut. I mean, it'll, it'll be a real gas, kitten. Please. Come. When we were shooting this, we we found the real Donna. I think up in Sacramento. Donna right? Fox, yeah. Yeah, up in Sacramento, and she uh, helped us with the movie. She actually uh, told us a lot about her father and her relationship with uh, with him and her mother. The mother and father divorced later because uh, there were problems uh, with the mm. father. Oh, okay. She's a real nice lady, I remember. Okay, bye-bye. She was very helpful, incredibly helpful. About Richie, too. I mean, she yes. revealed a lot of inside track stuff about Richie. It was good. And he always ran after seeing her. <laughs> it's all that, you know, testosterone and yeah. the teenage uh, oh, he's nice, hormones. Just a friend? He's perfect. He's perfect in the... 
I've got more reaction from Italians, you know, yeah. as a result of this line. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they copped to the fact, you know, that there was racism against Italians in the 50s, still. So. <laughs> oh, this is where poor Rivas had no idea his, his voice would be recorded for all posterity. Yeah. <laughs> this is, he is entertainingly bad in this. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And that's Richie's uh, niece, I guess, a little girl. Yeah. That's Irma's daughter, right? Yeah. It was great fun putting the music together for this thing. Because Carlos Santana and Miles Goodman did the score. That's right. And then I think we used about 20 pieces of period music to play underneath various parts of the movie. And then the music that was featured. Mm. And some of it was hairline, period, you know, but I mean, it really worked because yeah. it really captured uh, the period. And to this day, a lot of people think that, you know, I sang, which I, and I did not, you know, it's, it's all uh, the Los Lobos, you know, and David Hidalgo. Mm-hmm. But it was great lip sync job. That's I mean, right. you, you, you. It was, uh, God, Jackson Brown came up at one point uh, uh, at a benefit screening for El Rescate, and, you know, he, he thought that I'd done it, and then um, Brian Setzer thought I was actually doing the guitar work, so that was, that was all really, <laughs> you know, hey, yeah. Yeah, incredibly good. encouraging. Yeah, but you and I, Isai, got up at the rap party and, and sang, and it was your real voice. Yeah. Oh, God. A little much, a little big on that, <laughs> I felt. As actors, all I do when I see a film that I'm in is go, why did I do that? Yeah, why you, couldn't I have just done this? Or you know, it's, it's a funny thing when people think that uh, actors either always love or always hate their work. It's pretty much always see where they missed. Yeah. But uh, the audience doesn't know that, so there's a quality that, even if you don't think works, sometimes works even better than what you would have planned. I still think you go a whole lifetime trying to capture that perfect performance, you know? Yeah. No big deal, Mom. I'll make you come around. They don't know who the hell they're dealing with. I love this. I love it. Look at this. I was scared. Look at this. I'm looking at this. She really going to take off like this? Oh, my God. We're going to hit something. We hit something. Yeah. Actually, went about 20 feet, then we stopped. Yeah. Fortunately for me. And there's Keenan and there's... Oh, this is one of my favorite things, too. I really like this one. What's the matter? Bad dreams? I'm sorry, Colonel. I didn't mean to wake you up, but I, I just need a place to crash. But... I don't think I was drunk then. Not in this scene, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> there was one scene I'd love. There was one scene. We had a nice conversation about that. Yeah. <laughs> a little method went a little uh, haywire. Hey, didn't cost the production anything. Keep your ass to the wall because I'm so messed up. I'm gonna take you for Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, he liked that. He, he kept doing it between takes. Oh, baby. <laughs> Brotherly love. Richie, where'd you get this picture, Steve? Mom gave it to me right after the funeral. And I wish I could have been there. Actually, I used to sleep with uh, my brother Danny when we were kids, and uh, I'm, I'm older than he is, but uh, he's the associate producer. I'll show him. Oh, I'll point him out later. He plays my uncle. Yeah. That's right. Uh, By the way, that's... Don't forget to turn off the light, okay? Good night. 
Danny was actually the uh, individual that introduced us to the project. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's the one that carried it for five years before we, we hit the screen. You been late yet? Man. No, I'm serious now. I know what your problem is, oh. man. It's sperm pressure. It's sperm pressure? Man. <laughs> you got hard-ons all the time. You got nightmares. You got wet dreams. Shut up and go to sleep, okay? Nobody respects a scientist. Kid, you're eight No, <laughs> no you're, you're ahead of your time at this point, Isai, yeah. I think. Believe me. I know. The haircut is still ahead of its time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Little Richard kind of had that going on too, if you remember. Honestly, you don't have to apologize. Who's apologizing? My dad wouldn't let me out of the house. I tell you, that hair took an hour every morning. I mean, just the hair, you know. That's what I should have done. You had to have that cowlick window. Oh man, had to have. You know, I think they put like shoe polish in it to make it blue black, and then poof it up and spray it. And this is another great scene too. Yeah. It's so fun. You don't know what's going to happen. And Do you remember this night? It was, it, it was an all-night shoot, and uh, at about yeah. 2, I go outside to get some coffee. And Taylor was talking to somebody, and I recognize the voice, and I turn around, and it's Robert Duvall. And I'm like, oh, man. How come some, nobody told me Robert <laughs> he Duvall was there? Was and, oh, well, you didn't oh, he see was there. He was there. Yeah. yeah. Well, Absolutely. thanks a lot. You guys were afraid I was going to offend him? Uh, well, then right... Right here on this take, he's standing behind the camera. And I walk in and I see him and I think, I've got to act in front of Robert Duvall, man. My, my sphincter tightens so ridiculously. Oh, did you have to use that word? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, this is almost like radio theater. I'm just trying to be visual. Hmm. I've gone very conservative in the last 12 years. I always like to see it's a good use of a Buddy Holly song, right? Because uh, Absolutely. Yeah. The Lubbock, Texas connection. Although Buddy Holly had his own problems in his own mm. day, <laughs> even in Texas. It was great. We added Eastside there on the drums, I think. Added a whole yeah. flavor. Trying to get in there. Here's one out of Lubbock, Texas. Lubbock, That's Texas? not on the res. <laughs> That's not on the repertoire. One, two, three, four. All my love, all of my kissing. You don't know what you've been missing, no boy. <laughs> the soundtrack was they did it specially so that it would be bad drumming so guys <laughs> out there I did not really drum that poorly wasn't Isai's fault there was a line though you remember you guys would form a line you would come up Luis and talk to me about performance and everything else and Jim would come up and talk to me about the, the guitar sync and, and Danny would come up and talk to me about the lip sync I mean oh, it was this whole line of people just you know after every performance take criticizing what I did wrong we were watching your lips, man. You uh, had to be exact. It was lips and hips and fingers, man. You had it all. Hey, they like me. <laughs> Actually, you, uh, there's a guy named Kurt Sobel, who was the uh, music editor on the movie. Right. Kurt was always in there, too. Always in there, and... Uh, in the editing process, he slid uh, your lips a couple of uh, frames to make it fit. Oh, yeah. The whole thing was uh, edited on a moviola here with uh, music <laughs> editing. Today, that would be done digitally, you know? Yeah. 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 Of course, I stick, I, I change, a, I put a Latin, like, drum <laughs> riff in there. I don't ask. That's where it was con chorizo. That's right. We really ate some of those, right? Yeah. Oh, that was great. Except it was cold. I had to fake the hotness. Oh, 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 
talking about making money. I'm talking about making music. My music. That's all I care oh, about. Oh, your music. Yeah. And the use of the church key on the beer can, I think, has yeah. to be acknowledged yeah. for being period. What you need is exposure. A big place where you can sell a lot of tickets, put a lot of posters up. Got the she doesn't key. realize that I'm the reason he's successful. Sure, I can do it. <laughs> I can get the American Legion home. Steve was a World War One veteran. What, Bob? You don't think I can do it? Whatever. Just for that, you can be my flunky. Oh, mom, mom. Thanks, but no thanks. Anybody but Bob, okay? What does that mean? You just take care of Rosie, okay, stud? Rosie? Yeah, try staying home for a change. Listen, punk. I don't need you. Okay, stop it, both of you. Richie, don't be so high tone. And you, Bob, you're your brother's keeper. You never heard of that? Oh. Morning, Connie. It's happy time. <laughs> Didn't Bob still have high tone on his on his uh, Cadillac? Yeah, yeah. Uh, high tone is one of those. It's a it's an Americanism. It means uh, don't be so um, classy, whatever. Snobby, well, snobby. Don't be a snob, yeah. But it means high tone. You know? yeah. Catch y'all later. That's it. Richard Valenzuela. Okay, we'll get back to you on that, Mom. <laughs> Another great scene. Or what? Or what? <laughs> yeah. Mariah, this is it. This is it. What do you think, guys? Oh, this is beautiful, yeah. man. With a little publicity, I bet we can raise the roof off this joint, huh? You're dreaming, Valenzuela. They wouldn't even let us into this place. No, 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 man. I told you. My mom, she set it all up. Since when is your mama running this band? Hey, we need all the breaks we can get, right? I heard that. Hey, man, Richie's I right, heard. man. No dice, Chino. I decide what's best for the silhouettes, and this ain't it. So let's beat it out of here. What's this problem, man? Are you guys coming, or what? I think we had real train problems doing I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. South Pasadena near railroad track, yeah. as I recall. There's the monkey. <laughs> my big you keep taking your shirt off in this, uh, you say? I didn't do it. This is yeah? the producers. Gotta have a little skin. I tell you, man. I gotta let my gut breathe every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Too many breakfast burritos. And the driver here playing uh, Richie's uncle, Lalo, is uh, Daniel Valdez, my brother, the associate producer who actually carried this project for five years. Very much. He said a very sweet thing to me right before uh, the picture opened. He said, we're about to give you the keys to the candy store. Don't rot your teeth. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Those chairs don't go there, Felipe. They don't go there. You are looking really handsome, Richie. The girls are going to go crazy over you. There's only one girl I care about. Who's that? Not you. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, God. <laughs> You're such a bitch, Lou. <laughs> Nobody you know. Oh, what a slap! <laughs> of course, yeah, the, outfit, the outfit is a real reproduction of uh, of the real Richie's outfits, red, white, and blue. Yeah, from the uh, from the album cover, That's right? right. Mm -hmm. Tell me about it. Where is Bob? 
Actually, I still have that album cover, too. That's a great one. I look like a zombie in hey, it. Hey, that's the bop, guys. Yeah. I taught Miguel Delgado, who just passed away, incidentally, our choreographer, um, what this was, the bop. I didn't know he died. I didn't either. He also did choreography in Mi Familia. Mm-hmm. Well, the good die young, man, what can you say? He taught me the mambo. Miles Goodman also died about a year or two ago. He did. Oh. Very suddenly. I didn't know that either. Miles Goodman. He uh, he and Carlos did the uh, yeah right soundtrack. Wow. Unless Joey Pantaloni. Pantaliano. Pantaliano. He also gave me some great advice, but Joey I can't Pants. repeat it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you look? No. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, well. <laughs> special. It she is. is special. Lou trying to be a old sexy boy. Suave. Can I have a Coke? All right. Here's a little number. Here's a little number for the criminal element here tonight. Diane Rodriguez on the right uh, ended up doing a play with her a couple of years ago that, uh, that David Hidalgo and uh, Louis Perez wrote music for. So I actually did get to come full circle and sing something that they had done. Oh, good. Yeah. No! And Diane's now the artistic director over at uh, the Tape Room. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of the Latino uh, right. contingent, yeah. Shining like a star. You ever seen this, Isai? Here comes Bob. That's Eddie Perez that put, shoved me. Right. A friend of mine from uh, New York got a SAG card. And He's been whole, doing a lot of stunt work lately, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, a lot of stunt work. I think I break a chair over him or something. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back and do that whole thing. This, this cat here, was it Domingo was his name? Ended up being a dancer for Janet Jackson. I, th I think he still dances with her. Oh, yeah. You always remind me of Daffy Duck in this scene. I don't know why. <laughs> no, me? What? I don't know. Sorry about drunk Daffy Duck. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Now we got a little stunt. There you go. How many cameras did you have going at this point? Bring it on, buddy. Oh, no more than three. I think maybe one handheld. You know. Now, you know the budget. The executive producer. We, <laughs> Come on, Lou. We splurged. Didn't have that many. There's cameras. Eddie. There's Eddie. <laughs> These are buddies of mine. I love this scene. That was a weak punch. I was drunk. Good going, Rich. <laughs> oh, okay. That was a great shot, though. It was the first time I've ever seen that done because you filmed Joey. Yeah, we just he locked the camera out, down. Locked yeah. the camera down and then threw the chair so that he'd be nowhere yeah. close, and there's a it jump was, cut in the middle of that. It was done in the editing room. <laughs> and then this one, too. It's a locked camera. Mm -hmm. I thought those people just faded away. <laughs> but we, we ended up uh, reshooting the close-ups to this, remember? Yeah. We ended up having to redo this. Yeah, and build magic. Yeah, rebuilding the, uh, the backgrounds. 
I did this to me, okay? okay. My Bob, always thinking of others first. Shut your goddamn mouth. Well, you learn a lot in the editing room, right? You shoot it one way, and then you look at it, and you say, oh, we need some more. Like sure. that. We need more coverage. Yeah, we, we these shot these two close-ups. Yeah. That, like six weeks later or something right. like that. So really all we needed was the bunting. Yeah. Which we had. See how high my voice went? Any macho man would not have let that happen, but I was emotionally upset. This is the one time we used the Chapman crane, get that bridge, and <laughs> right. wasn't too much use of the Chapman crane. It's funny because we, we kind of went round and round about whether or not, you know, Richie should smoke, whether he, mm -hmm. we should ever see him with a beer. You know, because, I mean, he really, really was a sweet, sweet guy, but he did, you know, I mean, he was in the 50s. Right. I live uh, down the street. I don't live there. I'll no. take you home. This is a Ford convertible with uh, okay. a Continental kit. I think it's 51, 52, I think. Reproduction of Richie's, I mean, of Donna's own car at the time. Wow. Not bad. You know, when you think about it, but Lou, why are you letting these people pass you? That, I'm <laughs> sorry. I was like, no way. No, I wouldn't have that. He was getting towed. <laughs> wasn't my fault. Huh? That's the one thing about movies that I just sometimes, I, if it says 70 or 80 on the speedometer, we better be flying. <laughs> well, we want to see the countryside and get the shots, right? That's I mean, true. Where was San this? San Fernando Valley. Most yeah, people with the actually don't gross. even recognize those mm. little things, you know. Actually, it's a Simi Valley uh, doubling for the San Fernando yeah. Valley. I think it's kind of nice. No, it's lovely, the orange uh, grows. We were able to catch the apricots when they were ripe and then the orange grows when they were ripe. It's hey. The actors. Timing is everything. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing we couldn't do was to eliminate the yellow lines in the middle of the road. Oh, wow. Man. Is it, that's anachronism, huh? Yeah, they're uh -huh. all white, you know, in the 50s. I didn't know that. Oh, uh, another one. If we'd shot it today, we'd have used a computer to get rid of the yellow lines. We could have yeah. done it. Yeah, 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 you're right. Bugs Bunny, Woody Woodpecker. I had a, I had trouble with this scene. I don't know why. I just It ended up coming out so nice, like, you know, fun. I just said, let's be children in this one, you know. You know, Taylor, Taylor Hackford, of course, and Stu Benjamin, uh, had the New Vision's offices were in the building uh, where the real Bob actually found the, the gels, you know, the cells from animation. They were Disney cells, though, in the garbage. I think I looped some of that. I'd like to loop it again. Can I loop it now? Yeah, we can do that. Go ahead. <laughs> Guys, be quiet. Yeah. Eat it! Eat it! <laughs> Did it sink? Should we take another take? Okay, okay. Roll the carrot in the up the ass uh, scene again, please. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> By the way, that wasn't in the script. That was my, how should I say, contribution. Oh, this 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 day was a nightmare for me because uh, I'd worked so hard on the on the guitar stuff, and then then you put me in a swing, where I you know I'm, I'm swinging and, we and I'm swinging moving. music, and, uh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, and, and you know I remember I remember, yeah. I remember Taylor saying to me, you know, hey, kid, if you don't do a little bit better, we're going to have to send you back to Texas. <laughs> uh, this is, these are actually family members. Yeah. Uh, Richie and uh, Louis. Those are the little uh, Valenzuela girls, and the other one's my niece, Kathy, Kathy yeah. Valdez. Kathy. Danny's uh, daughter. Happy birthday. And Kristen. Podemos hablar. Podemos. I don't speak Spanish. 
Uh, but uh, we can speak business. Look, let me just say that I, uh, I really dig your music. You talked him into wearing, uh, not wearing a piece for the first time. Joey had always worn a piece in films. Actually, Taylor knows him, knew him, knew him better. So I mean, he convinced me to go without it, do all this piece, you know. And, I like uh, it. I like it worked it. out because it gave him a real distinctive look. Although I must say, the real Bob uh, uh, Keen Coon uh, had a head full of hair. Yeah, yeah and he was he was a little pissed that he. I'm not bald. America now thinks I'm bald. Joey was actually in Taylor's first movie as a director. Everybody wants Tom Cruise. He was an idol maker. Right. <laughs> With Joey? Yeah. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah. Well, frankly, Richie, I can't use any of them. Is that a problem? Yeah. Now, Bob Keen did mention that this basement studio was a lot better than the real thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. Excuse me. Well, wait, wait, Richie. Wait a minute, man. Look, I, I, I understand about friendship, but I'm being honest here. Not everybody in this world gets a shot at the brass ring. You're going to have to ask yourself what's more important, your friends or your music. He's so earnest. Who, me? Both of you guys. Well, it's, in, it's important to be earnest. <laughs> All right, Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing fine. We're doing fine. Wild. <laughs> what's really funny about this scene is that... Uh, Joey didn't want to work too hard at the guitar, so he, he made you stack up all this stuff in front of him so you couldn't see his hands not playing. He just moved him around a little bit. Yeah. See, look, his hands are completely blocked. That's <laughs> why <laughs> so he makes a lot of films. You know, he gets away with all kinds of stuff. <laughs> he knows every shortcut. It works a lot. Yes, he does. Good guy. Yeah. And this is a scene from Bell Book and Candle. Kiss, too. Yeah. Kiss. <laughs> we shot this in a tent just yeah. off of Sunset Boulevard. I remember that. Right behind the uh, another scene, the brothel in Tijuana, if you remember. It's a dance hall. He's always jumping around, that kid, huh? Hey. <laughs> I'm just trying to get in this picture, you know. <laughs> Now look at this. I got in some hell. Did you trace this or what? Trace what? hell, man. Let's free him. Look at this. I got hell from like Chicanos for this one shot. You see that with the hat? Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, but that was authentic. That was real period. It's the real deal. Yeah. yeah. I think mine's got to be a Chicano with a sombrero like that, man. <laughs> it's like, but can it be a homie, you know? That's a comment on the period. Yes. Nice cherry pickup there in the back. Yeah, man. I think the sequence came out fine, you know. I really like this one, yeah. Mm -hmm. With the uh, montage. Yes, we belong together. All of this was storyboarded actually before uh, production began. Including the sweat. <laughs> that was my real voice. Yeah. It was me, you, and David Adalgo together. Yes, the trio, man. That's right. Yeah, the sweat was very real. Are you kidding me? Coming to record stores. Let's see. Fantastic. Oh, look at him. He's just got love in his eyes. 
<laughs> and here we go with the nightmare sequence again. We shot these in the middle of July, actually July 3rd, uh, with fire burning, actual pyro. This is pretty uh, graphic in this one. I mean, I got that, such a that face really full of smoke. I saw that little kid sneaker in the leg. That really just. Uh, My son Keenan saved the leg. He's got it in his. Yeah, room. it's a plastic <laughs> leg. My best friend got killed. This diner's the real deal. I mean, Connie oh. really worked here, didn't she? Ott's uh, drive-in in uh, San Fernando. I don't think Connie actually worked. She worked in a drive-in, but not this one. But this was a famous uh, drive-in from the fifties. But just go along with Lou. Actually, Lou's story was better for a while. That's it. Hollywood mythologizing. That's right. Because stars don't fall out of the sky, dude. You know what's not period here are the bars. <laughs> oh, yeah. In the 50s, nobody had bars on the window. But we couldn't take the time to take the bars off. Since they were bolted and welded on. Forgive us purists. <laughs> well, given the amount of money the studio gave us to make the movie, I think a uh, lot of production value for a period movie and all this music. Yeah, what would we $6 Forget million bucks, I guess we got from it? What was incredible mm -hmm. finding real locations from yeah. the period that were still functional, like Ott's Driving. And this luxurious trailer. <laughs> That's on a, the studio, yeah? Okay, I have to... Th this is something I've waited to do the DVD to explain to people. This I, is the infamous... Uh, <laughs> this is an idea I got. I thought, if I was an alcoholic, why shouldn't my bunny be one, too? This just shows... I almost have to rape her just to have sex. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> it's dirty. Wasn't this the scene that uh, you had the discussion with Isai about, Luis? Yeah, actually, I, I was drunk. <laughs> I think this was this day, yeah. yeah. I think he was, uh... Watch what happened. But what about when the baby comes? Shouldn't you be with Rosie? Hey. My old man wasn't around when I was That's not a suggestion to all the young actors. Uh, <laughs> no. Is it Isai? Richie! Figure it out, man. There you are. Mijo. Bob King called me at the restaurant. You're recording at Gold Star Studios next Wednesday. Mm, great. Right in Hollywood. Buddy. Did you hear me? That means he's going to put you under contract with Delphi. Wow. Oh, oh Richie, I'm so happy. <laughs> it's only the beginning. You look real happy, you say. Yeah, I just wanted to be really drunk with one scene in this movie. So I wouldn't try to be drunk in the scene. I was actually trying to be straight. That art contest? I want it. Five hundred dollars in prizes. Yeah, I'm big too. That's great, mijo. And with the baby coming and everything, the money will come in half. In art lessons. See, they're always trying to rein my shit in, man. See, they gave me a drafting table. See? Get voice and diction lessons, everything. <laughs> All our dreams are gonna come true, mijo. I just know it. Oh, this scene. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no. There's there's some takes here later on. I remember Bill Borden stuck his head in the door, and he said, "We have an hour to get this scene, or it's not in the movie." Yeah, Bill Borden and, was our producer. Yeah, and uh, so we had to put uh, what 16 different versions up on cue cards and do them three and four at a time. And I got so frustrated. I threw a chair at one point. Uh, that was I good. That was good, there. though. That's mm -hmm. what we needed, you know. We needed. Uh, I was I was beside myself. Beside me now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Richie, that was our fault. 
do lip sync the improvisations yeah absolutely yeah and that that's the thing it's not just the words and everything it's it's his breaths it's his phrasing it's you know all the jump cuts here yeah <laughs> bring your half drunk brother to work I don't know if you remember, once upon a time, the title of the movie was going to be Come On, Let's Go. That's right. right. Or Let's Go, actually. Let's Go, yeah. yeah. We tried to look for Let's Go, but it had already been taken. It's funny, because the first draft of the script I read was, was Let's Go. I think it's better it was La Bamba. Oh, oh, much, much, It all much. works out, doesn't much it? I mean, much more unique and... and uh, I thought, originally, I thought La Bamba was maybe too much on the head, but it, it's better that it's on the head. So. Yes. But it's another one of those great decisions that happens from an accident. <laughs> exactly. The other title wasn't available, so we took La Bamba. Everybody kept saying, is that in Spanish? <laughs> that was good. That was good. Same energy, just try it again. Look at this, I'm cross-eyed. I'm cross-eyed at this point. <laughs> well, after 60 takes, yeah. yeah. No, you were just focused, Lou. I never noticed that until you said that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Huh? Huh? It's one of my favorite lines in this movie. No. In 60 takes. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we got him. I can cut something here. Bring your half. Drop Ice work. 60 takes, man. Huh? How's the throw? The crucifix I is actually a gift from my homes. mother before, uh, before mm. I did the, the film. I think there's a difference in one of them, man. <laughs> Shut up, Bob. <laughs> sure. um, I want to discuss one thing with you, okay? Come here. You remember that we were going to shoot this uh, elsewhere, remember? We, compi we compressed a couple of scenes here in right. order to be able to uh, mm -hmm. stay with the schedule. This was actually quite a tense uh, location, I believe. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was yeah. one of the toughest days on the whole show. Well, it was right in the heart of Hollywood, too. I yeah. mean, yes. had that going with it. Richie Valens. How's that grab you? I don't like it. That's for shit, man. I mean, Valenzuela was our dad's last name. You can't just cut it in half. It's no I'm big deal. Him. People in this business, they, they change their names like, like they change wives. Even me. My last name is Kuhn. Look, trust me on this one. Don't, don't trust me. <laughs> just go. Ricky's way love. <laughs> that was an ad lib, wasn't it? It could have been worse. You could have been Ricky Suela. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at your face, Lou. You just smelled something you really know, bad. <laughs> Suela in Spanish means soul, you know, oh, like a shoe soul. Could have been Richie Soul. Hey. <laughs> is Donna in? No, Donna's not in. This is her father. Can I help you? Daddy. Who is it? Is it Richie? Uh, yeah. Um,. Could you uh, tell her that Richie called again, please? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. What a jerk. Watching the ball game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. On a TV tray. I hate it when you do that. Play that goddamn jungle music. Need I say more? Now, normally we would have shot this in the backyard, but we didn't have enough time to go back and set up in the backyard. Because so, like we had other scenes in the front door. You know? so we, yeah, you shot that right after the uh, uh, breakup scene. Hey, man, you know, that's what dictates, right? Where you're going to yeah. shoot stuff is your schedule. Also, daylight. Oh, my God. Rick Dees. 
wife is pregnant and she's sleeping in the car? Yeah, she's there right now. Oh, what, what kind of car do you have? A Rolls Royce. I love that. <laughs> Rick loves to do this kind of stuff. And uh, the advantage was when the movie came out, every day on Rick's show, he talked about the movie and talked about the movie and talked about the movie. Richie's got a song headed for the top of the charts with He's a good bullet. promoter. Oh, yeah. Richie Valens, come on, let's oh, Here's one go. of Joey's tricks, too. Look at that. He's going to hand him a piece of gum. Look at this. Mm -hmm. There. Now, that's not something that I asked him to do, but we were rolling. So what happens to Rick is that he's saying his lines and chewing gum at the same time, which makes Joey look better than Rick. <laughs> yeah, there's that scene coming up. It's one Joey. <laughs> Joey, gotcha. There's a scene coming up where Joey did another foreground trick, and I'll point that one out. I tell you, old pro man knows how to how to work that frame. Now, a lot of people don't notice the big truck parked in front of us. There was no truck in the other shot, but there it is. See, blocking oh, wow. me. The 1980s that, traffic. That's really me drawing, by the way. That was just some cartoon type thing I was trying to draw, something similar, but those are not my drawings on the background. No, I'm sorry, Donna's studying. Summertime, pizza fans. All right, here's a special contest to kick off summer, and we have a special mystery guest here in the studio. Say hello, mystery guest. Uh, hello. Now, here's what you do. Our mystery guest comes from the San Fernando Valley. What does he have in common with the vice president of the United States? And the vice president the is? Richard Dick. Yeah, Richard Nixon at the time. That's right. So what's the... Richie. There you go. Mm -hmm. Richie Nixon. <laughs> with a T. ...and have a pizza party at your place free from KFWB, all right? First taste of celebrity lust. Little Allison got her SAG card on this. She was one of our production assistants, the girl that's uh, just to my left. Really? You're still back at the phone booth. Okay. It's so funny because you end up, you know, filming in one location all of, you know, the scenes that take place in that location and spent all day long in that, uh, in that day. Actually, what's weird is that, is that shot, uh, when I was looking off, I was actually, you stole that from another scene. The scene where Isai comes up and bangs on the window, and when I turn around and look, that's, that, you created a new scene from that. Hey, it's called editing. Yeah. <laughs> You have to grab whatever you grab, you know. I think we use just about everything in this, uh, for the most part, you know. Donna. Shelley Khan, who was our, our editor, actually was uh, had a real sharp eye for that kind of detail. It was yeah. great. No, it's better not to leave your mom and dad. You know how your father He's is. He's right there. <laughs> so you know how your father is. That was the blue tango in the background. Yeah. Right behind you. This was one of my audition scenes. Wow. I remember doing this uh, for the screen test. Can we take a walk? I remember thinking I did it better in the screen test than I did in the movie. <laughs> and we'll see, won't we? How'd you find out about uh, the movie? I actually uh, got a call. I was in Dallas, Texas at the time, and uh, got a call from my agent. And my agent's assistant actually got the in audition entirely wrong. It was at a, uh, the Palace Theater, I think, downtown Dallas. And so I thought it was a musical play. And, and they said that uh, I was going in for um, the Frankie Valley story. <laughs> you know, Frankie Valley of the Four Seasons. Right. And so, you know, I, I had no clue. And then when I got there, um, oh, God, who was it? It was... Uh, Junie, wasn't it? Junie Lowry was there, but also um, your old right-hand man. 
Oh, Phil Esparza? Phil Esparza. Oh. Phil Esparza was there, and uh, he, uh, you know, they passed out the sides, and it's the first time I'd even seen the script, and all of a sudden I realized this was a big deal. I'll see you around. You didn't have to do a falsetto? <laughs> no, I didn't. I got a perm for nothing. Again, this very simple setup, having to cover a lot of territory in a very quick, uh, in a very quick period. Here. Oh yeah, the uh, the beginnings of Odana. Mm -hmm. I like to look at each side. I think it cracks me up. Let's look. That one. <laughs> that one. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a lot. There's a lot of bang for your buck there. Yeah. You know, it's a real simple shot. Yet uh, there's a lot of info coming through. And I think this is the shot that inspired a commercial. I don't know if you've uh, you ever seen that thing about the 1950s in a, I don't doubt a sports it. car. Hmm. Not this shot. The other one is the reverse of the... I'll tell you in a minute. It's... There's me trying to handle that bike. There's that phone booth again. Yeah. See, that this scene was stolen. The, the earlier scene was stolen from this sequence. There's the shot from the commercial, you see? Right. right. Hmm. Straight across the street there, the old... Sports car. It so happened to be a Chevrolet uh, dealership, so we stuck some Corvettes in there. Now, for a long time, you guys let my voice live in this scene until we finally realized that it wasn't uh, matching enough to David Adago, so he had to come back in and replace it. And then this basically became the artwork for the uh, all the posters and advertising. Right. Except, and this was my first uh, experience with this, you guys took uh, a close-up of me from another scene and superimposed it on the body where I'm smiling more. Yes. <laughs> hey, anyway, whichever way you can make it work. And this time we did something about it. Come on, let's go. Where to? Let's go. Hey, let's just go, okay? I should have done this a long time ago. Come on. Actually, that's sort of a refrain throughout the script. Come on, let's go. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, now you see, and if you look close, you actually say something else. The cat word. <laughs> yes, it's a little kitty word. Yes. <laughs> Get, getting you some kitten. And this is Calexico doubling for uh, God, was it for hot. Tijuana. Tijuana. You remember we all ended up in the pool at about 3 in the morning that night, and it was like <laughs> bath water. It was so hot. Yeah, Calexico in the middle of July. There's, There's Phyllis Barza. Exactly. Who came up with that? That's a Taylor Hackford line. That's yes. <laughs> yeah. We enjoyed it a great deal, I think. When Rather we famous line. Hey, he looks at you. I bet you he sees a meal ticket. Hey, man, come on. Change the record, will you? Look, man, Richie Valens. Richie Valens. With a name like that, nobody's even going to suspect you're Mexican. Yeah, I like the I like the concentration of these extras. Look at them. I mean, looks yeah, looks like they, like they know they're corn cobs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The guy knows what he wants. And that's a real Mexican movie theater in the back there. So this was up in Hollywood. Here we are back on Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and your point. <laughs> I go to clubs that like that still. <laughs> Look at the subtle Thank movements you. sometimes. <laughs> you know, Bob and I had some interesting conversations about this experience in this scenes that uh, 
teenagers in the 50s had to uh, essentially uh, dispose of their virginity. Their, their virginity in Mexico is the only place you could go, really. To have sex? Yeah, what to get, yeah. yeah. She's ready. She didn't really like. No, this is interesting because right here is the poster, the original posters. And if I recall, I'm just leaning up on the bar between takes uh, when the on-set photographer took the shot. Yes. It wasn't posed or anything. I was just sitting there waiting, waiting for the next take. I got the murals of Monambak. Look at that in the back behind <laughs> this line of hose. Well, pick one you like. They're like you. It's guaranteed. It's guaranteed. Oh, yeah. I don't know. You know, it's uh, really hard to choose. Shit, take two, man. It's on me. <laughs> and this is Los Lobos on stage. Yeah. Yeah. These guys Los Lobos were fabulous. Plus the harp player. Right. About a year before the movie was made, Lobos was playing at the Greek Theater here in Los Angeles. And uh, Taylor and I went backstage to talk to them and said we were going to make a movie about Richie Valens. Did they want to do the music? And instantly, yes. And it was a done deal. And they were fabulous from that point forward. It was great. Yeah. But I've known those Lobos for years, actually, since the very early 70s. Mm. And uh, when they were just another band from East L.A. <laughs> but there's definitely a lot of Richie's influence in their music. Diana Ortelli. No She's question. actually a good David. buddy of mine. Now there's the voice of Richie right there, David Hidalgo. Yeah. The boys. Cesar. You should have said three chords, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they actually had another album that they had in the can that was... Uh, supposed to come out right about the same time the movie La Bamba was to come out mm -hmm. and we convinced Warner Brothers to release the soundtrack album for La Bamba next and to hold the uh, the next Los Lobos album which they did and uh, the album was incredibly successful for, for Lobos about five million albums worldwide Wow! yeah I ran into Los Lobos at the airport uh, the day that uh, La Bamba went number one did you? They were all in shock, you know, they're kind of puzzled. And said, <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Song was number one, the album was number one. Oh, that doggy. That's a three-legged dog. <laughs> I don't know if that's clear, you know, in the movie, but this dog only had three legs. What was his name, Tripod? Try. <laughs> Those are the last people who tried to develop this story. The old tattoo. Screwed, blued, and tattooed, I think. Is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Who came up with that line? It's in the script. <laughs> Must oh. be the writer. <laughs> Must have been the writer, yeah. man. Yeah. Blued. I love that one. It's a line from one of my old girlfriends, actually. It was her favorite line. <laughs> as far back as the 50s. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, the snake man is Felipe Cantu. Who worked with me in my theater company, the Teatro Campesino? He was a grape striker with Cesar Chavez back in 1965, uh, which mm. is how he got into the theater. He already had uh, throat cancer when we filmed this. Mm. That's why his voice was rasping. But this was the high point of his life to appear in this movie. 
That was a real skid. You wiped out a couple of times on this bike, didn't you? Yeah. Well, we're all holding our breath. That's a four leg. Oh, that's another dog. Now, does, does this have any basis in history, or this was uh, the writer's dramatization? This is the writer's prerogative, except that uh, Bob uh, made a lot of trips to Tijuana. Did he? Yes. Uh, actually, to, to run uh, those uh, little wax paper packets back and forth back was, then. Wasn't uh, the tattoo one of the ways that they identified Richie? I mean, yes, really it was just RV, actually. It was just RV on his arm. Because he was blue, actually, when uh, the plane hit uh, the ground in the snow. He, uh, he was thrown free. I remember seeing the pictures. Yeah, for several hours he lay in the snow, and, uh, and so he turned blue. They actually almost made it down, if I recall. I mean, they, they, they crash-landed in the cornfield and then hit a fence, and that's what flipped them. That's right. That's right. The wheels, uh, landing gear hit a fence or something. Yeah. He's a curandero, a healer, and a wise man. He's sort of my spiritual father. This is sort of the feathered serpent theme that runs throughout the um, the story, in which case Richie represents the, the Quetzalcoatl, the, the feathers, and Bob represents the serpent, the grounding element. So you have heaven and earth, you know, spirit and materiality here. Uh, in some cases, good and bad, you know, in that sense. The magic twins. Hmm. I just remember that chicken was so dry that I couldn't swallow it, and I had to speak around it. At least we didn't make you eat snake, man. Yeah, really. <laughs> you know. Luis wanted to, but... Yeah, well... What is all this? I still have like a, a four-foot snakeskin with 13 rattles that uh, Bob, uh, the real Bob, mounted for me in my mm. office. Mexico! You went to Tijuana without telling anybody? A fine pair of sinvergüenzas! I could expect this from Bob, but not you, Richie. So what did you do? Drink the night away? Okay, it was my fault. We shot the scene, of course, in SNA Studios with one end of the trailer um, ripped out. This was the actual trailer that we used on location, and uh, we used it for an interior, so we just whacked off the end of the trailer and shot into it. Do you hear me? Do you care about anything? Go ahead, go play with your bike. <laughs> she made up that line, right? Go play with your bike. Can't control these actors for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, Sometimes they have a mind of their own. I know, just get some thumb screws. So that's a little necklace of feathers, snake feathers, and rattlesnake rattles. And of course it becomes Richie's talisman, Yeah, becomes his good luck charm, but also a symbol of the bond between the brothers. In a film, of course, you can tell a story, but you actually have to make it visible. You have to make the invisible visible. And so uh, that's what this... Uh, necklace uh, represented and of course it plays a, another role in, in a later scene which we will see I've always loved the earnestness of uh, of your face Lou in this scene <laughs> it's funny though because I mean I, I was crying in this scene but but you can't really see it because I because of the the amber lighting you kind of see a shiny cheek thing going on there but but it, it still reads 
Well, you know, it's real hard to be original with this kind of take because it's been done before and it's been done since, but, uh, you know, a singer at a microphone. Mm -hmm. And so and so to play a value there uh, beyond the value of just recording something is great. And so there's uh, the scene works in a number of different ways, I think, with very simple means. Speaking of, you know, having done it since, I mean, the beauty of, of seeing this now, what, 12 years later, is it's, it's still, you know... A really wonderful film, but it also, I mean, it is still the, the what the highest-grossing rock biopic ever made, and uh, the highest-grossing Latino-themed film. Absolutely, it made over 100 million dollars worldwide. It's amazing considering how successful the movie was, and how successful Richie had been with those three songs in his lifetime. How difficult it was to get the movie made. Um, nobody knows anything, right? Nobody knows <laughs> anything. Nobody remembered Richie, and uh, nobody really believed that a story about a. Uh, Latino rock and roller would play to, uh, um, a to the world, to the world, <laughs> and it no, played to the world. Nobody at the studios, I guess. Remembered. Nobody I mean, at the studios. Yeah. I mean, you you have to give, you have to give Danny a lot of credit for hanging in. Well, there. He carried the ball, man. I'm telling you, he deserves yeah. all the credit. And uh, and have to give Taylor a lot of credit because he uh, he, he really caught the ball, caught the ball, <laughs> and then and really fought for it. But I mean, since this has become a, a benchmark, you know, in many ways, I think for you know those kind of films, Selena, I don't think ever would have gotten made if it hadn't been for the success of La Bamba. Yeah. There's a lot of films that actually uh, wouldn't have gotten made. You know. Considering everything, you know, it was uh, I mean, real good shoot. would never. Have been. Yeah. yeah. Or Lambada. 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 The forbidden dance. Yes. Fabo. Okay, now smile. Great. Now, now the scene. lamp was a suggestion by Adam Greenberg, our cinematographer, who had actually done this. So he's a, a homebred uh, cinematographer who knew something about shooting uh, home movies here. you got to have a light source. <laughs> now here's the real... That's real Connie. That's Connie. Yes. Richie's mother. That's Richie's real mom. That's the real Joe Pantoliano. Before. <laughs> I think this was Adam's first... Uh, Big movie that was yeah, really kind of launched him. Yeah, three men and a baby after that, and he's gone on to do that's right. He's done the Terminator, things. all yeah, right. Adam Greenberg is he's a wonderful uh, human being, you know. With uh, yeah. he walked out of Europe at 11 years old, uh, came out of Poland, I believe, escaping yeah. the Nazi regime. Yes, went to Israel, and then by way of Israel to the United States. <laughs> a little foreshadowing there, huh, Luis? Mm -hmm. A little foreshadowing. Which one? Where? Oh, the, big bopper. the big bopper. Oh, that's right. A little foreshadowing. The big bopper, if you, if you listen to the background music on the radio, so you, you big bopper in this instance and another scene we have uh, Buddy Holly actually singing. Ah, I didn't notice that one. American Bandstand. <laughs> really? Richie, we fly up for that. Uh -oh. Okay. Now, Richie really did have uh, a huge fear of flying, and he had these terrible, terrible dreams. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is fact. That's fact. That's it. That's definitely fact. And went to mass uh, with Connie before he flew off, and uh, was very afraid. I think our dreams become real, you know. Our nightmares become real too. I'm a father, goddammit! You're a goddamn drunk! Pop, stop it, Pop! Yeah. Yes, guys, have you got I've gotten a lot of reaction on this scene from women, particularly who 
You can feel it. Feel the fear. This is a great uh -huh. scene. This is a great scene. It was one of the toughest ones, I'll tell you. I want my wife. You don't want a wife. He wants a love slave, one that he can kick around. I've gotten a lot of comments about that line, too. Now go downstairs and pass out. I got enough to worry about with Richie. What I always appreciate about the real Bob is he was willing to cop to this, that he actually was like this. He was incredibly honest about yeah, the whole process. He was. What about he is. I mean, without him being as forthright as he was, I don't think we could have gotten the script where it got to be. That's a problem with a lot of biographies. You know, people aren't willing to be honest about no. themselves. So Bob, it started with Bob, and he was like the key, you know. That door wasn't meant to break, actually. Mm, no. It was a good shot, though. The window was meant to break. <laughs> I just remember the last line that this is my house and Eddie Murphy talking about his father going, this is my house. <laughs> <laughs> this is our generic airliner, 1950s airliner. It was going to be a constellation, but you can't get a brand name uh, airliner on any movie about plane crashes. No. Oh, boy. Th that was funny because, I mean, La Bama never played uh, on airplanes. We, we, we lost the airplane franchise. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> They just cut out that part. <laughs> Edited for flying. <laughs> Probably not good PR. That's a hell of a thing to say while we're still in the air. I think a lot of people don't realize that this was a real conversation that I uh, I, uh, I heard about from Bob Keen, who told me that Richie had actually told him on the flight that he was afraid he was going to die in a plane crash, or he believed he was going to die in a plane crash. And away we go. You are all fairly comfortably seated, I presume. And this is the real kinescope Next. of uh, the introduction. Actually, it's a real kinescope that Dick Clark re-recorded. Uh, oh, really? Tagline for us, yes. Well, that's nice. It's interesting. We've got a lot of cooperation just across the board from people who we went to to ask them to be involved in this, including people like Dick Clark. Yes. <laughs> of course, the image on the TV screen was added later. I yeah. mean, it was added in the lab. Burned in. Yeah, it was burned in. This was a whole scene that was a lot more detailed. But uh... What's interesting is that this is the real bar in which Richie sang the earlier bar scene uh, where he auditioned. This right. is the real bar where Richie uh, sang in San Fernando. watching that. Put that back on. You've had enough for one afternoon. Oh, I've seen him in Put so many back movies. Put it my brother. <laughs> yeah, and I'm your Irish uncle, too. Leave it off. Okay. There's a scene we cut that uh, I get thrown out uh, physically. And this was a one-take scene. Throw out, oh, this one, yeah. Yeah, including the breaking of the uh, light bulb, you know, which was... Accidental. I think it was fortuitous, man. It was great. <laughs> it happened. We had two cameras running, which is why... Uh, but you can see the walls bounce a little bit, the, the concrete. <laughs> oh, my God, that's <laughs> right. right. It's a flat. Yeah. Oh, no. We lived in a very poor home. The concrete was really flimsy. <laughs> Those were tough times. What about you? Okay, now who are you taking to the dance? Nobody. Oh, come Dude. <laughs> the big hitter. Oh, yeah, yeah. So where's your car? There's a loner. 
I think one of the fun parts of uh, the post-production was choosing all the music that was going to go on the radio and uh, in the right. background. She may not have been your girlfriend, but she had your name. Oh, yeah. On her notebook. Hi. Can I have your photograph? I mean, your autograph, please. Can I get one, too? Can I get one? I remember these kids were so thrilled because they were extras, but but uh, they all got their SAG card because you asked them to, to I say, them say lines. I a few lines. Yeah, I didn't know I would chewing yeah. up half the budget. You know. They're now studio <laughs> executives at Fox. The funny thing about this scene is that we're being towed again by a trailer, and in our close-ups, you can kind of tell they're the angle of my arm, uh, we're in, in the back seat, you know, because oh, so the camera's going where we're right. going, and for her close-up, the car came loose from the trailer and started drifting down the street, remember, Louise? And I had to l jump over the seat and, sto and stop the, uh, the car with my hand on the brake. And all those cars in the back that are covered over are 80s cars that we couldn't move. Occasionally you see them. Yeah. That's a period car, obviously. Flying. I'm really flying. Is that a Lexus I saw in the back? <laughs> <laughs> Under There's wraps. one back there. <laughs> now, that's when she starts to go, I, I always... Anyway, I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> but she just... <laughs> now, this house was completely redone. There was a tree about where the sold sign is. That was removed. For purposes of the of the film, and of course, it was repainted completely on the outside. This is one of my favorite scenes. This is one of my dreams. You're not complete unless you buy your mom a home, you know. There you go. This is one of those other scenes where Joey Pantoliano is uh, pulling the old veteran's tricks. <laughs> There's a, he, he would come uh, to the front of the, um, uh, the shot and kneel down and tie his shoe until Luis finally caught him. If I recall correctly, the, the house that Richie actually bought for the family... Burnt down a few years left. No, no, it was, it was, oh, I mean, after the movie? Yeah, no, no, a few years after Richie died. No, no, the, it was the, there. It the was still there, same house. The family, that the, the house that he bought for the family? Mm-hmm. I thought, I thought one of the houses burned down that they lived in That's or something. another movie, Stuart. Is it? Oh, okay. That was the previous The Shack, I think. That day. Uh. They lived in before they moved into Richie's house. Congratulations. Yeah, it was White Nights. Well, you were talking about uh, uh, the lemon tree that was in the backyard. Yeah. Trini Lopez wrote that famous song, Lemon Tree, about, about that, that lemon tree. About yeah, that about lemon the tree. balanced lemon tree yeah, in the backyard. Richie's house became kind of a shrine, actually, for all the would-be rock and rollers of the 60s. Oh, man, this is the excitement of this whole area. I love this. Brooklyn. Brian Setzer. Yeah. Doing Eddie Cochran. Too young to vote. Eddie and Richie were really close friends at uh, for a couple of years before Richie died, and then Eddie died in a uh, car crash a few years later in, in England. England. Yeah. We actually shot this at the Wilshire Ebell Theater. That's uh, right. Very popular location and do a lot of. And Eddie Cochran's girlfriend, I think, is Sharon Locke. What's her name? Sharon, yeah, she was there. Sharon Sheely. Sheely. Sharon Sheely. She was there when we were filming the scene. Mm. But you're too young to vote. 
<laughs> we had to take uh, Eddie Cochran's signature song here and use it. Oh, yeah. First come, first serve, you know what I'm saying? I actually saw pictures of uh, Richie sitting around with Eddie. Backstage, yeah. Uh, Howard, Howard, Howard Hansberry. Right. Wonderful. As Jackie Wilson. Here we go. He just, I love this. He kissed butt. This my voice jumps three octaves. My pillow never dropped. to Where else would he be freed? The kid's got taste. I need you, Valens. One of the Belmonts got sick. Probably malnutrition, man. You and your three-ring circus. Just kidding, boss. I gotta move you up. You're going on right after Jackie Wilson. About five minutes, huh? You can do it. Yeah! Hey, good luck, Richie! They're all out there waiting for you, Come man. Come on. Let's go. Get rocking. That was his voice, right? Yes. Oh, yes, yes. yes. Oh, my God. No, actually, we had to top his performance because... Uh, for a while there, uh, Howard's performance uh, as Jackie Wilson was the high point of this uh, yeah. sequence. Yeah, no, because it's like, whoa. Joel Sill was the music supervisor on this and uh, brought a lot of these people to us, put a lot of the music together for us. Joel Sill was one of the best. Fabulous. Yeah, the best in the business. Yeah, yeah he did uh, the Forrest Gump soundtrack. I mean, just, just an incredible ear for, you know, putting what's right, I think, into, into each scene. Absolutely. Hmm. See, the guy on the guitar over here on the right, uh, you'll see him behind me when I play as well, is Jim Fox, who was the guy that was my guitar coach on the film. Mm -hmm. I always wondered where he was in this thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's one of the instances where the more cameras you have, the better it, it you know, makes your, obviously, opportunities in the editing room, but... Live performance has to be covered from every conceivable angle with as many cameras as you can get out there. You know? yeah. There were six course, cameras this day. Yeah, and we had some judicious placing of the camera in order to augment the number of people in the audience as well. We had them up in the right. balcony, blocking out empty areas. Hey, there's your buddy. Yeah, Mike Benarchek. He's now a, a television uh, commercial producer. I love Mike. Is that supposed to be Alan Freed? Yeah. yeah. Looks a little bit like Alan Freed. Mm -hmm. That's where we cast him. The California Kid, Richie Valens! I just gave that jacket, the one that I'm wearing in this scene, I gave it to George Thorogood because he's a huge fan of this film. And, uh, really? Yeah, and he always wears a rattlesnake skin on stage. Oh. That's a rattlesnake jacket? Should have given it to the Smithsonian, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I should have. <laughs> Tell George to give it to this Smithsonian. Yeah, I could probably get it back from him if I had to.
This is a part of the DVD. We all sing along, right? Yeah, absolutely. Sing you guys all sing along. <laughs> right around the time the movie was released, I mean, the song was getting to be so popular, NPR did a half-hour show on the history of this song. Yeah. It was actually a, it's a wedding song, isn't it, Luis? It uh, was from uh, Veracruz. Yes. Originally, yeah, it came, uh, the governor of Veracruz, that time Miguel Aleman, uh, used it in his campaign. He later became president of Mexico in the uh, 40s. And by the 50s, I mean, it was on the radio and uh, Richie picked it up, right? It was, uh, it's a rock and roll song. I mean, he made it a rock and roll song. I think this, this scene is always uh, sort of the capper in some way, except for the death scene, you know? I mean, this is uh, performance-wise, obviously. Oh, has yeah. to be the high peak. Name of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, so your performance, I think, uh, really sustains that. And it's the scene uh, you chose to use to reprise, to reprise it at the end of the movie. That's right. After Richie died. Which sort of keeps the ending from being uh, as dark, you know, as yeah. it might have been. Well, I mean, ultimately, this was a movie that was supposed to be uplifting. It was about a, a young man who was, had dreams inspired to them and, and achieved them. And uh, to end on the plane crash would have taken away from that. Well, you don't want to be a bummer, right? I mean, you exactly. want to be cathartic, which is different, you know? I mean, people came out of the theater with tears in their eyes, but it was a cleansing kind of thing rather than a suppressive thing. That's Danny, my brother, again. Uh, the real hero. That's of right. No, I mean it, Babo. Getting, getting jiggy with Babo, huh? <laughs> Merry Christmas, High Tone. Shooting in that house, in that living room, in the kitchen, also was a very warm family-like uh, experience. You know, it was like a big family party. Yeah. Except for Bob. Uh, Bob. Bob was on the Bob. wagon, and he changed his hair day, and it was worse than the others. <laughs> Downer. Oh, man. So you got to understand why I was really pissed off during those scenes, because I saw myself <laughs> in the mirror, and I was like... Arr. But it's in this scene, too, that we have a lot of Richie's real family uh, right. participating. I could eat a horse. They don't have food like this in New York. They don't have food like this in New York. Seven and seven? That's Irma, Richie's little sister. Yeah. Hey, I'm on the wagon, man. The garbage wagon. Five dollars a week and all you can eat. Hey, Richie, with all this food, I'm... <laughs> burn, burn. Did, was that an ad lib? I think it was an ad lib. That was my <laughs> wife coming through just now in the background. Hey, Bobby, <laughs> where's Mom's new dress? What new dress? The new dress, the one I asked you to buy her for Christmas. Hey, you're the asshole with all the money. Why don't you buy it yourself? Did he say the A word? <laughs> I think he did. Don't let him upset you, equal. You know, it was nice that Richie's family participated as much in the way they did in the movie, from helping us learn about Richie to being there when we were shooting the movie. Um, and actually, Connie, I guess, died, what, a few months after the movie was released? About six months, yeah. But she lived to see the movie made, which was a dream of hers. And uh, uh, Actually, she wasn't doing too well before we, we actually got the deal to make the movie, but they That's brought true. her back to life. So. The doc, yeah, the doctor didn't give her that long, and yeah. she actually held on to see, you know, Richie, Richie's memory rejuvenated. And, Immortalized. Uh, exactly. And I was, I, I was there at her, uh, at her funeral. Of course, mm -hmm. she was buried exactly in the same grave with yes. Richie. Right. 
We also had a uh, premiere of the movie in Watsonville. That's right. Which is where the family lived, and that was great fun and, and quite gratifying for all of us, I think. The doughboy in the picture is supposed to be Steve Valenzuela, who was uh, Richie's dad. And there's the scene that's missing from the film where, where you play Bob's father. That's right. That's right. Thank you for remembering. I did play, and... Uh, I regret cutting myself out of my own movie. I say, the director <laughs> cut, cut the actor out. But uh, maybe one of these days, he was tired in the of right pushy. time, at the right place. He was tired of pushy actors. You know. The world will see. <laughs> the director's cut. That's right. <laughs> What's your problem, man? Old Steve, boy. You always said you were going to be somebody, and I bought it, too. That's the way Steve wanted it. That's the way it was going to be. Can we talk about something? Actually, some of these words uh, uh, are scripted, but some of it also comes directly from Bob. The sentiment, certainly. Yeah. It's part, again, of his honesty, you know, his self-effacing honesty. And he did, he actually was the one that told me about this fight that he and Richie had uh, before he went on his tour. So, you know, this is all grist for the mill, man. It was, it was great stuff. Like a goddamn dog! Bob, we don't have to talk this right now. Interestingly enough, I had a fight with my brother also. <laughs> yeah, the same. Where we ended up punching out uh, oh, man. in the bed on my room like that. And uh, so I merged the two, you know, you sort of become mm. merged with the characters that you write about. If I recall, we both walked away with a few uh, rib bruises uh, from this east side. <laughs> we got into it. Yeah, I followed you around, man. I followed you around because I thought you were somebody. <laughs> then. Why? You? Don't you walk out on me? Hey, Not only does it hit me, but it's like the a, crunch. Yeah. Oh, right. uh, lucha libre. <laughs> They're just crunchy <clears throat> numbers. <laughs> Working on the budget. This is also on the soundstage? Yeah. You want some yeah. of this? Yeah, it's at SNA. SNM looks like to me. Oh, and there it is. There's the thematic union between the rattlesnake, the bond of the brothers, the symbolic break. I always like the way you grab your stomach there, Lou. That's actually, that was a choice because it was like I, you know, I lost something. I, you know, mm -hmm. I was. It was like part of your guts were ripped out. Which yeah, is great. No, I need him in the nuts is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that pain that goes all the way up towards your gut. Yeah, your love for metaphors, Luis, rubbed off. Mm. I love you, Donna. I will always love Metaforo. you. Metaforo. Metaforo. This is close to the L.A. airport, but you can see the oil wells, and it's the one street that we could isolate to turn it into a period highway. <laughs> you know, I'm still going to marry you one of these Oil days. wells is such a rich background. Yeah. No pun intended. But a ba. Especially for uh, my hair. Mm-hmm. Man, Danielle look was <laughs> look at that hair. Danielle was looking straight into the sun while we were shooting uh, some of these scenes, so uh, she had to keep her eyes closed for part of the time because people with blue eyes are really susceptible to uh, to harm, you know, from the sun. Well, just the, the the convertible in general was such a pain to to shoot in. I mean, we, and and every car I drove in this was a convertible. You know, you were susceptible to the wind. I mean, we had to replace every single you know bit of uh, uh, dialogue. Yeah. I like the way this came out the look. I mean, you two look great. You know, they're the eternal teenage pair, man. It's great. See, now that palm tree in the background, you intended for that palm tree to go yeah. into the next scene at yeah. the, at the, uh, the surf ballroom. Right. 
You were going to do well, a We planted it, actually. It was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a planted tree. It's a planted kiss. And then we're looking for the surf ballroom. Here we go. Now, this is, this is also somewhere in L.A. It's supposed to be in the Midwest, and we uh, blew snow to make it uh, look like winter. That's right. All of this is taking place in July, of course, and we're laying real ice and fake snow. And that's Marshall Crenshaw playing Buddy Holly. You didn't tell me this tour was gonna be like this. The hell with it, man. Come home. Oh, you mean quit? No, 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 no. If you're sick, man, you're sick. I'm sorry. That's what you get for fooling around with. Really no. Well, yeah. You know, the real shirt that Richie wore is now pink. Over the years, it's turned pink. And I saw his sister Edema wear it at a family party. She put on the vest and she put on the shirt in Watsonville. Hey, Jake. How you feeling, man? Holly is lining up a plane to fly us on to Fargo tonight. Fargo. How funny is that? Mm. Just the headliners, they were going to Fargo. So you better get they still have a, a festival every year at the surf ballroom. Mm -hmm. like yeah. <laughs> and this is, you know, this is only a chapter in the history of the surf. Yeah. Look at that duck tail. Somebody, Great DA. Somebody yeah. just took care of your hair better than mine. <laughs> Peter Tothball. Peter Tothball, who's gone on to, gone on to be uh, Schwarzenegger's uh, hair guy. Yeah, obviously, because uh, yeah, I think they did that on purpose. The filmmakers wanted me to feel really left out. <laughs> Send one of those guitars Sorry. with no hole. Yeah. That one respectable scene. Bob? It's amazing what audiences pick up. Now, this has been described to me as like a symbol of, of Bob's success. You know, the, the, the nice-looking bedroom, you, you know. Mm -hmm. the Baby. Yeah. Responsible. People really read into it. What they I wanted to hear cold. is that Bob was working now uh, for this Disney, you know, Bob doing cartoons. Right. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. That's what they read. I said, no, he went back <laughs> to drugs. <laughs> and then became a drug counselor, of course, later. You know how it is. I love, I love this movie, yeah. Sure wish I was there, man. It really has turned into one of those that you can watch time and time again. And, and really? It's amazing, huh? <laughs> and it's always on cable, you know? I mean, people are constantly seeing it. And, and uh, when I was doing The King and I, it was interesting because I, 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 would, I always thought, you know, it, it's past its time, but I was always meeting new eight-year-olds or, you know, six-year-olds who had just seen it, and it, it continually is introduced, yeah, to a new generation. But, you know, I mean, it, we're fortunate, actually, to have it as a calling card because yeah, it, it's there, you know what I mean? It'll, it'll never go away in that sense, I hopefully, think it, you know? I think it truly is a classic. So use it, you know, use it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, aren't the critics supposed to say all this stuff? <laughs> That's okay, we can pat ourselves on the back. Uh, I know, right? Still there? Uh, nobody's listening, right? So no, we're exactly. okay. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Thank God this is being recorded. I'm still your brother. All right, man. Isn't it true that the brothers and sisters have love-hate relationships? I mean, you know, love you love and you hate <laughs> oh, your siblings. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's incredible. Mean but true. Yeah, I always loved that, holding the talisman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, again, fiction became stronger than reality. Here it is, July 3rd, and we're filming this. Obviously, it's at night, but it was a hot night. But yeah. we added, uh, how many, I don't know, how many pounds of ice did we bring in? It was tons. Uh, it was a couple of tons it, of ice. It, it almost broke the budget. But yeah. Yeah. 
But ice and styrofoam that was blowing in the air. And that's plastic snow. You had to keep picking it out of my eyes. Exactly. It was when it got into your throat. It was oh, bad. God. It got into your throat. And and I remember Adam behind the camera saying, "More snow, yeah. more snow." You remember? Oh yeah. Now I met the real Tommy Alsup uh, not too many years ago in Fort Worth, Texas, and he he said that this really happened. Talk the about bitch. yeah. The, the family being there when this scene was shot, Lou. I tell you, the, uh, it was after the master shot, and I went back to get touched up because I have the, the, the sickness makeup on, and his sister Connie came up to me, and she's the eldest sister, and she said, Lou, can I say something to you that I've never said to anyone? And I could tell that she was already very emotional. And, and I said, of course, Connie. And I, as I stood up, I, I barely even got to my feet before she collapsed into my arms and, and just sobbing, saying over and over again, why did you go, why did you have to go? And I was standing there holding her, and it was Taylor who came over and said, Connie, remember, we, we talked about this, we can't do this, you know, and... and uh, I love that shadow cutting across the screen. It's Adam Greenberg, again, giving the effect of the plane moving, but also it's a shadow, you know what I mean? It's, right. it's, it's great cinematography. And the flying snow here. Not bad directing, either. <laughs> yeah, I always love this transition right there. People always say to me, oh, you made me cry, you made me cry in the movie. I don't make anybody cry. You know what? It's it really, it's Rosanna Isai, no, it's Rosanna. Rosanna, it's, you know, it's, it's Danielle's reaction. I mean, it's everybody's reaction to the news, to me, because it makes me cry. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's, it's not anything that I did. It's, it's the tragedy of everybody else's reaction. I think reaction. everybody, I was playing into the moment real well, and it all fit together real nicely, starting with, uh, with Isai here. Yeah, I'll tell you a secret Iowa. soon. Buddy You'll Holly, see what'll happen. It still gives me chills. The baby's crying. Are you sure he said Richie? <laughs> oh my god. What about Connie? <laughs> Now, what I didn't understand was why is nobody else told her. Everybody else is freaking. Well, because she's Donna, you know, and they're not going to tell her. You better sit down, Donna. People are cowards when it comes to that. That's true. Mm -hmm. And it actually happened like that. She walked into the school, and no one told her. I, mean, oh, I, I wasn't fantasizing uh, okay. here. <laughs> and Bob, you see right there? Oh. That's where the real pain in this scene <laughs> came from. I have to see. <laughs> you, ran a, you ran a long way, actually. We had some yeah. shots of you running to the running, street, you know. Yeah. There she is. Oh, man. You recall how many takes it took yes. to get Rosanna to do this? I mean, it was she didn't want to go over the top. But yeah, she didn't want to throw the, t uh, the sheet, did she? Yeah, no, but it had to be. It had to be pain, man. It had to hurt. And just a brief eight months later, Richie Valens is gone. No. And now? No! Selection in honor of the dead. Not Richie! <laughs> Great lines. Not my Richie! <laughs> People still scream that at me on the street. <laughs> I tell you. Another happy mistake, huh? That that you got to use Sleepwalk. You originally wanted to use uh, the Everly Brothers Dream, right? That's right. It was too expensive or something. But it actually was again one of those fortuitous accidents, you know. That uh, it's just a weird thing. Sleepwalk. You know, Sleepwalk was released about the time that the plane crash happened, maybe a couple of weeks later. But it was perfect because it's like a foreshadowing of his death. It was interesting, though, for me to play this scene Santos and Johnny. Hmm? where yeah. she's saying, not Richie, and all I could think is, 
I couldn't even feel bad for myself at that point, you know, as a character. It was well, people almost actually as if she was saying, why didn't she take, why didn't he take you? Yeah, that's right. Well, that's what people have said you're, you're thinking. That yeah. you, you, Bob, you know, your character is thinking. <laughs> and of course, that's the actual cemetery where uh, Richie's uh, buried, not far from the entrance. That was and there's Joey driving the uh, powder blue uh, Thunderbird. Without his hat, so everybody would know. He's the ball guy. <laughs> and this line gets shouted to me. Line. Yeah. This is a word, but... Where'd you go, buddy? Frenchie! Cut right back to the beginning, and there yeah. we are. I always loved that shot. Always loved that shot. This thing makes me cry sometimes to this day. Oh, man, here we are with the credits, man. Richie's back to life. You know, I, you know what I'm actually really proud of here is that there's only one edit in, these, <laughs> in this song. I hit the I, I hit the lip sync for at least a couple of takes. <laughs> actually, we asked the Lobos to go back into the studio and uh, jazz it up. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I think that's that's the take that went number one. You know, because it yeah. uh, it needed to match really the emotion of the of the movie and of the scene. And they were great. They'd do anything you ask them to do. Well, this, um, Richie was their mentor, you know. Richie was the inspiration, opened the door for all the Latino rockers that came after him. Well, it's, it's interesting, too, because, I mean, you know, Carlos Santana, the same thing. I mean, I think they're all the heir apparents of, of uh, the ground that he broke in the 50s. Absolutely. You know, in 59, uh, I was in college and uh, at San Jose State, and all the parties that I went to, I went with a friend of mine, he used to play the guitar, would end up with us singing and playing La Bamba. Hmm. And uh, one time, uh, my compadre, it turned out to be my compadre, the godfather of one of my children, uh, ended up uh, playing the guitar and singing La Bamba by himself. And he looked over and he saw me and I was dancing with some chick. And he said, hey! <laughs> he said, you got me doing it by myself now. But we were a duet. You know, we'd go to the parties and sing La Bamba because it was in in 1959. See, I was a kid, I was not a kid, a junior high school when Richie died. And I grew up in San Fernando Valley, about maybe five to ten miles away from where Richie lived. So even though didn't know him, didn't run in the same circles, he was our hero because he was effectively from the, the local boy making good. Um, and it really had a profound effect when he died. Yeah, absolutely. No, and it, it evokes tears, I think. I mean, that's why. It's, mm -hmm. uh, it's one of those residual pains that uh, cannot go away. A teen tragedy. And we acknowledge the help and the support of the Venezuela family. We sure do. I mean, it's funny, though, because the legacy goes on today. I mean, in a strange way, it's it's this cycle. As you were saying yourself, you know, Luis, you know, Richie was up for uh, induction into the Hall of Fame, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and, you know, eventually will, you know, hopefully make it in. But, I mean, the movie helped to, to reignite, you know, his career in a strange way. Well, in another way, too, actually, the La Bamba itself as a song apparently came from the west coast of Africa. It ended up in the New World on the east coast of Mexico in Veracruz, where it became uh, a folk song. And uh, the original title might have been something like Umbamba or something, yeah. you know, which is one of the dialects from Western Africa. So in some ways, those African-American roots of rock and roll go full circle through Latin America and back into, into the United States and the rest of the world uh, through Richie Valens. So, I mean, it's, a, it's an enormous 
history all by itself, that song. Well, we owe a lot to it, that's for sure. Thank you. And okay, well, um, it's been great uh, discussing La Bamba with you guys. Yeah, I hope we didn't leave much out. Uh, it's been a great trip going down memory lane, man. It's, uh, it's amazing. Yeah, I've enjoyed this more than I can tell you. It really was a meaningful, meaningful movie for all of us, I think. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for this movie. Yeah. Well, I'd be here, but I wouldn't be as happy. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be as well-dressed. <laughs> Better hair. So wait for La Bamba 2, people. It's coming your way. <laughs> Rock and roll heaven. <laughs>